Cherry Hill Volvo, we have absolutely incredible offers and a plethora of both new and certified Volvos from which to choose. We are eager to offer amazingly competitive prices, plus an additional $1,000 Costco discount on all new Cherry Hill Volvos. When leasing or purchasing a new or certified Cherry Hill Volvo, you become a valued part of our team. Join Cherry Hill Volvo for the pricing and attention you deserve. I am Judith Krepnick, president of Cherry Hill Volvo. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. WPHD, WPHD, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. From the Cherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Always live on the free Odyssey app. The Revolution. Yes. This, this is the next generation of talk. Now on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, Rich Zioli. It is the fourth hour of the Zioli Show. Rich is on his way to uh, Parks Casino for a big night of comedy. It's Michael Pelka sitting in for my buddy. Happy to be here. Honored to be here. Thrilled to be here. And you could join us too anytime. Eight, uh, yeah, 855-839-1210. I looked at the phone number going, that can't be right. But it is. It is. That's a good thing. Um, uh, boys, I, I was listening to Rich um, for most of the, the program, but I was in and out, you know, trying to keep an eye on what's happening in D.C. and the madness around the world. Uh, did, uh, did Richard talk about Joe Biden's chin yesterday? Hey, what happened to his chin? No, oh, we didn't I, I think I might know where you're going with this. It uh, reminds you of Thanksgiving a little bit. Worse, I, I, it reminded me of a gender uh, affirming surgery. Oh, <laughs> if, if you looked at Joe Biden was on Air Force One and uh, answering some questions and, and, and there were some weird moments in that entire exchange with some of the media, not all the media, but some of the media. And you had the secretary of state lurking in the background, kind of like, you know, in case he says something wacky, I'm going to give him the shot in the butt. and He's going to drop like a redwood. And you had uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre looking like, can we go? Can we please, can we please go? And I thought she was going to say, you know, the plane has to leave. It's your plane. It doesn't have to leave. It leaves when you want to leave. But uh, Joe Biden had a, a, a zip-up jacket like you so often see at the senior center or at an assisted facility, uh, you know, care home, as they call them in England. And uh, I, I didn't notice if it was presidential. Usually they make them all wear the presidential windbreakers and all that stuff. But his chin looks like... Uh, I guess the best way to describe it um, is in Spanish, testiculos. It looked like he had uh, his chin. I've never noticed this before. And if you're, if, are you seeing it now? Can you pull up any pictures, any videos from that and take a look and tell me if I'm wrong? Uh, I'm looking at it now. It certainly looks strange. Yeah, there's some, but why haven't we ever seen that before? Have they found a way to put makeup on it to cover it? <laughs> And it's the weirdest thing. I, I have never noticed this before. Tell me, people, if I'm wrong. John, 
It, it's just so crazy. Joe Biden appears to have uh, testiculochin. <laughs> that 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 or testicles, the god of Racco, was a Greek god that used to run around and punch people in the groin. I've just I never seen that before, and I know I know a lot of people are saying, "It's the president of the United States." Please have some respect for the office. I will when he does. That's all I'm going to tell you. I will when he does. I got into uh, a little verbal battle at a local takeout uh, at a well, let's just say I was at a Cajun takeout joint. And uh, the people in the restaurant had no idea he was speechifying tonight. I, I'm, I'm glad they were talking about the Phillies, which, you know, nothing major happening in the game just now. But then uh, I said, well, uh, they were saying, why is the game at five o'clock? And I said, well, maybe because the president is speechifying tonight. And then some guy goes, well, there is football tonight, too. I said, yeah, okay. Just follow the money because they don't want to lose in the ratings to the playoffs or to football, even though they might. This administration, had this not been Israel and, and this this war, this administration trying to do an eight o'clock address might lose to Gordon Ramsay and one of his cooking shows. That's all I'm saying. But we are going to hear a, a pitch for a whole lot more of your money and my money to be sent to Ukraine and to Israel. And this this address and what Joe Biden's going to say kind of ties in with uh, the biggest problem in in the House. And Rich touched on it earlier when he said the reason the, the organized uniparty types or whatever they're calling them now uh, do not want Jim Jordan is because they want those omnibus bills. They don't want up or down votes on individual issues. And you look at what Biden's doing, and he's trying to ram through or at least propose an immediate giant package. It's not for Israel. It's not for Ukraine. It's for all of the people we're throwing money to. And that's another reason why it feels like Jim Jordan is getting a whole lot of heat on this. So pay attention to that tonight. We're going to see what happens. There will probably be a, a border component to tonight's speech, I talked to a couple of my uh, members of the punditry class in Washington this afternoon, and they said, well, we're hearing there's going to be some border hype. And I said, OK, border hype, money for Israel, uh, more money for Ukraine. Uh, what does this mean? Well, it all means polling because the polling data is dismal on the border right now. The polling data is showing so many horrible things uh, for the Biden administration, and it's all because of their own doing. We we used to have prosperity and peace. Now we have chaos and uh, a, an economy that's teetering right now. It's on very, very murky turf. Our economy, I, I just looked at something today that I know it's wonky, and I'm sure E.J. Antoni with the uh, show's uh, economist would love to pontificate on this further. But I, I looked at the amount of debt that China is no longer buying. China used to buy our debt every single day because they knew we'd make the payments. They'd buy all the bonds. China has been selling our debt at a record pace. And if they're selling our debt, that means the people who are buying it are demanding more money. So the cost of servicing our debt, which is so massive right now, what is it, $32 trillion, 
and we're, we're jacking that up $2 trillion a year, the cost of servicing that debt is going to go up. And where do you think they're getting that money? Look in the mirror, Bunky. That's coming from you. It's not a good sign. This is a really, really disturbing situation in our economy. The, um, the average rate of a home mortgage, if you're thinking, maybe I'll, maybe I'll get me some land. My dad used to say, get yourself some land. They're not making any more of it. It's always a good thing. He was the, he was the genius of, of real estate. Get you some land. Well, Donald Trump had the economy in such a state that uh, mortgages were about half the price they are right now. Maybe lower in some cases, 8%. 8% currently, if you got yourself a starter home and you got yourself a 30-year 8% mortgage, you're paying double what the person under Donald Trump who got themselves a starter home and a uh, 30-year mortgage. I know a lot of people refinanced, refinanced under 3%. So the economy's in tough straits. The world doesn't respect us. Joe Biden looks like a dotart with something really strange on his chin, which we haven't figured out what it is. But we're all supposed to tune in tonight at 8 o'clock and act like nothing is wrong. I, I, I don't understand. I give him props. And I heard Dawn this morning, and she... Um, she took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, Joe Biden's speechwriters did a great job yesterday. It's a, a problem that he's the guy delivering it because he, he really can't. And um, maybe you guys can look this up. Something Joe Biden said in one of the presentations in Israel yesterday. I think it was the second presentation because first he did one with uh, Benjamin Netanyahu. And then he came out of a meeting with the war cabinet, the Israeli war cabinet, and he told a story, the story about meeting Golda Meir. And Byron Donalds, Congressman Byron Donalds of, Cal- of uh, Florida, of the reddest congressional district in the state of Florida, Byron Donalds, who would make a great Speaker of the House, by the way, if Jim Jordan can't become the Speaker of the House, Byron Donalds questioned the validity of that story. Now, I realize this is not the first time Joe Biden has told a story where he might have made up some stuff or the facts may have been just not even present. But if we can find that, I would like to check that out. Check out Byron Donalds tweet. Uh, uh, Donalds said something about the story Joe Biden told, claiming that as a young senator, he traveled to Israel and, and met with uh, Golda Meir and then took a picture with her. And she said something to him. But the years don't seem to match up. If we can verify that, I'd, I'd like to call that out. I'd like to call uh, Joe Biden out if it is true Bravo Sierra, because we need to do just that. Uh, there are a couple other things going on. Um, you know what we haven't heard about? In, I don't know, about a week now? Have we heard anything about the auto worker strike? Has anybody been talking about it? No. Has anyone been reporting it? The auto worker strike and what's happened with it, it has, um, it has put a huge boulder on the back of the American economy. It's a $1.5 billion a week hit to our economy. 
one and a half billion dollars. Because when an auto plant goes uh, on strike and is is um, stopped, all production is stopped. All of those workers don't go to work and get the regular paychecks. They get a five hundred dollar week strike pay, which is not going to last forever. And I can tell you, the people who work on on the line ain't ain't making five hundred dollars a week. They're making a lot more than that. But you know what else doesn't happen? When those people are idled, when those factories are idled, they don't go to the restaurants. They don't go to the liquor stores. They don't go to the gas stations. They don't take care of their kids' health care with their visits to the dentist. Their vacations get put on hold. So the, the spreading malaise from this administration, from Bidenomics, and now from the auto worker strike, it's a big problem. Rich talked about the cars and the and the um, the trucks and what California's rules and regulations are, are going to do to um, uh, trucking all around the country. Well, at the same time, those effects are hitting the car industry at the time that the workers are demanding incredibly huge raises. I have a friend who, who knows everything about the automotive industry, and uh, I think she's been on here when I've been, been in for Rich before. Her name is Lauren Fix. She's going to join us in about 20 minutes, I think, she said, waiting to track her down. But Lauren's got the latest update on the automotive strike, because if this thing goes on longer, it's now going to have an effect on Christmas. It's going to have an effect on Christmas shopping, which is a giant chunk of our economy as well as the the entire supply chain. But we'll see what's going on. You see, you get the feeling there's a lot of plates spinning today. You get the feeling there's a whole lot of trouble on the horizon that is unnecessary, that may have been by design to keep us all distracted, if you will. So we'll get into that. But then there is one more topic. And th- this one... This is one I I hadn't even thought about for a while. I got vaccinated twice and boosted because I had to do it in order to travel and to work. Those were some of the requirements I, I had to fulfill for some of my various responsibilities. And I'm not happy about it. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm ticked off, but I wasn't uh, I wasn't so well healed that I could have avoided getting vaccinated. And thank God I have not I have not had complications that I can identify. Most of the problems I have are just related to I don't know another year on this body, but I I haven't had any of the complications. Now, that's not true, and my wife and I were talking about this last night. How many people are among the died suddenly category? How many young people? People in their 20s, 30s, and 40s are on that list of died suddenly. They had no no complications in their health. They were fully vaccinated, and then suddenly they got really sick and died really quickly. Yesterday, Dr. Drew Pinsky, remember him? Dr. Drew was talking with Megyn Kelly, and they were talking about a side effect, which is apparently from the vaccine, a side effect from the mRNA vaccines. And uh, Dr. Drew said the study 
that came out took his breath away. Check this out. It's more common than we thought. People are like, well, it's mild, it's mild, it's no big deal, it's self-limited, blah, blah. Look, in my world, throughout my entire career, 40-year career, myocarditis is a medical emergency. It's a dire problem. A publication just came out five days ago in circulation, a major cardiac cardiology journal. An excellent study, and it showed, it took my breath away. I didn't know why it wasn't headline news. It's a large study, and it showed that about approximately half of the young males that got myocarditis had permanent heart damage. Yep. Permanent. That means that a, we don't know what percentage are going to be disabled by this as they get older, are going to develop heart failure, or are going to need cardiac transplants, some of them. Oh it's breathtaking this study and why it wasn't a big headline i've sort of sent it around a little bit because I, I i don't understand why people aren't reacting to it so in a 27 year old male the illness is a nothing so the risk is so the vaccine is all risk right. why the push why yeah it's an incredible an incredible question that no one is asking but the greatest power of the mainstream media is the power to not cover something they're not covering it up they're just not covering it. And if you have 27-year-old males for whom COVID was really not a problem unless you had comorbidities who are now dealing with life-changing health problems caused by a, an improperly vetted vaccine that the government gave, I guess, uh, complete, complete immunity to the pharmaceutical companies. But did they give immunity to the people in the universities. Pinsker went on to uh, add one more interesting side to this conversation. Pushing. And I think, put your legal head on for a second, that universities are going to be in big trouble for having mandated young people to get that vaccine. Because I mean, people are going to get sick, and they're going to have long-term consequences, and they should sue those schools for having forced them to take, the, take a medical intervention. Now, I'm waiting for the commercials. Just like we saw all the commercials for the water at Camp Lejeune. Did you get myocarditis after getting the injection? They're not going to be able to sue the pharma companies, but they might be able to sue the universities or the companies who told them they had to get vaccinated. Watch this space. This is a big stinking deal. All right, I got to take a break here. Uh, it's Michael Pelkin for Rich Zioli. Rich is on his way to parks for a night of laughter and uh, I, I'm sure all kinds of craziness. And I wish I could be there, but I'm here and happy to be here. And as I said, I guess in about uh, 15, 20 minutes, Lauren Fix, the car coach, is going to give us an update. What's going on with the auto strike? And is it ever going to end? We'll check all of that out. And if you want to join us, you can. 855-839-1210 is the number on The Zioli Show on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. 
You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. The Zioli Show on your schedule from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT in the free Odyssey app. It is the Zioli Show with Michael Pelka sitting in for my friend Rich Zioli. He's on his way to uh, Parks Casino for a, a night of laughter and, and no doubt lewdness. I'm sure there's going to be some lewdness or lascivious behavior. Not really. That'll just be a lot of fun. I've been there before. It's a great time. And uh, the cocktails were pretty good, too, from my memory. Uh, uh, so many questions that need to be answered. Um, did we hook up that microphone at the White House? I understand Biden's practicing. He's getting, um, he's getting in some dry runs on the speech before he has the Oval Office address at 8 o'clock. Maybe. Let's let's yeah, flip this. We've got it. Yeah. yeah, we got it. Okay, let's let's flip it on. Joey's he's he's probably he's probably screwing around because you know he's a big goofball. He thinks he's got us all filled. Joey, let's, let's hear what's going on at the White House. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Okay, so he's <laughs> going to take a little power nap before <laughs> he needs his energy before the address. That's good. That's good. Is that AI? <laughs> I, no, that's that's real Joe Biden. Gen- you don't remember that? I genuinely can't. No. Okay. Joe Biden was overseas in Europe recently. Remember? Or no, it was Vietnam. This is when he was in Vietnam. Oh, yeah, right, right. I, I, and I know at the, the end of the speech, he's looking around like, I, I really don't know which way to go. But uh, uh, I, uh, I, I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> And everybody else is like, dude, the after party at these G20 meetings, that's, that's where the money is, man. Wasn't that the same press conference where we started taking questions from the, uh, the reporters in the room, and then they literally started playing music to drown him out? Yeah, KJP. Like, yeah. KJP came in and cut him off. They actually, that is exactly correct. Same press conference. It was like the Oscars when whoever won the best animated documentary was up there talking about how life in Czechoslovakia was so difficult. We made a cartoon about bugs, and now I have this award, and you will never hear from that. They shut him off. Same thing happened to Joe. Exactly what happened. I, I wish he would do the the line he did when he was vice president, though, because people were saying you and Barack Obama really didn't know each other very long before you became the vice president. And, uh, you know, do you agree on everything? And what happens if you don't? And Joey said this. If, if, if I reach something where there's a, a fundamental disagreement we have based on a moral principle, I'll, uh, I'll, 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 I'll develop some disease and say I have to resign. Doors open. <laughs> just say, just say an oatmeal brain. It's, uh, it might be time. It might be time. No, we got, we got tired, Biden. 
But uh, hiding Biden on the campaign trail, and then we got tired Biden and all that stuff. But he's going to talk tonight about the the importance of spending your money on a very unpopular war and then spending some of your money on a popular fight because the overwhelming number of people who support Israel's right to go in and turn the Gaza Strip into a gravel pit is just amazing. And maybe it's because it's all so new, or maybe it's because we've just learned so much of the horrific genocidal tendencies of these vermin that they're calling Hamas. And maybe it's because uh, we're actually worried about the fact that um, you've got Iran orchestrating all of this. And Iran, who's, who's had a pretty good couple of years under Joe Biden, under Donald Trump, Iranian GDP was dropping like a, like a bad transmission. It was way down. Maybe some of that's because of the pandemic, but under Joe Biden, it's up. Uh, in uh, or the total revenue for the world's largest sponsor of uh, terror, the largest state sponsor of terror during Biden's tenure is between 81 and $90 billion dollars. In 2020, they had a revenue of $7.9 billion under Donald Trump. Any questions? That seems to be pretty easy to understand that, right? So, you know, you, you've got a cash-rich Iranian economy, Iranian government, and now they've got the ability, and they're this close, I'm holding my thumb and forefinger like a half a, half a centimeter apart. They're this close to a nuclear bomb. And you know who the first target is. Yep. They want to wipe out the great Satan or the little Satan. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, Israel's little Satan were the great Satan. But they want to wipe out the little Satan first. And it's like they say, and this is this statement, because people are trying to understand, well, what are these, what are these Islamic terrorists all about? Okay, here's how you understand it. Here's how you explain it to your slow friends. The terrorists say, first we get the Saturday people. Those are the Jews because they go to church on Saturday. Then we get the Sunday people. Those are the traditionally Western religions or the Christians. And that's kind of where they're going. And everybody else, well, if you're Muslim, you're okay. But it's in the charter of the um, of the Hamas terror organization that they want to wipe out Israel, all of them, and just uh, they're going to be toast. They need to be gone. Later on, we have to play it. Do you guys have this? Um, the clip from the San Francisco high school with the students chanting in the halls. I don't have that. No. Okay, I, I, I have it. On my computer, I just don't have it queued up right now. And that, so we'll do that uh, in a little bit. And that's a good thing, actually, because I promised you we would get uh, Lauren Fix, the car coach, to uh, explain to us what the heck is going on with the automotive strike. And uh, I've got her. She's, uh, she's right here. Lauren Fix is my friend. You've seen her on, on Fox News, Newsmax, the Weather Channel. She does reports on cars. She also gets to test drive new cars. And she has her own YouTube channel. Uh, car coach reports and she covers everything in the automotive world and with the distractions going on in our world i'm sitting there going hey 
The automotive industry is like 17% of our economy, 17% of our economy. And the strike has got to be causing problems with it. So nobody's talking about it. So Lauren Fix is here to explain it to us. Lauren, welcome back, my friend. Help us understand this is a lot going on. Hello. Yeah, there's a lot going on here in the U.S. that's going to affect all of us on a daily basis. Um, let's start off with the update on the UAW. Remember where they're at strike? There's a lot of interesting things going on. Let's start off with Canada. So Ford and GM have agreed with Unifor, which is Canada's UAW, to settle. They agreed first. They're not, Ford's actually the first one to settle, and they're unhappy because they – settled too quickly and GM got more money for their workers. So they're getting that they're getting that all resolved. It's passed. But there's one other company up there that has six plants and that is Stellantis. Stellantis has not made a a, a resolution yet with Unifor. They have till the end of the month, October 28th. If they do not agree to what Unifor is negotiating with them, they could shut down the plants that are in Canada. And that would include a lot of SUVs, as well as the last demon that's being made, or, which is the last of the Chargers and Challengers before they shut down production. Uh, and they move to an electric or, or smaller engines. Being someone that owns, that, well, that's trying to own uh, a demon 170, which is the last of the last, I'm monitoring it quite quite in detail because it could affect the delivery of my vehicle, which is being built and just sitting there. Um, so in the midst of all this, what's going on down in the U.S.? Well, how does all this affect us? Well, if you can't get vehicles of any of these three brands, you're going to look at other brands. Except those other brands are having issues as well with other things. Toyota had a plant shut down. Mercedes-Benz can't get transmissions because they come out of a plant that is a UAW plant. And... Um, what happened this past week is Ford German, Bill Ford, who's the CEO of the company, uh, even though Jim Farley is the president, the Ford family run, still runs the business. Bill Ford came out and he blasted the UAW for escalating the strike and said that the Ford is not your enemy and that we can resolve this. And UAW replied with, where's Jim Farley? We don't want to hear from you, <laughs> which I thought was <laughs> kind of amusing because it, it made no sense to bring the CEO of the company out to try and say that it could be resolved and that the union was overreaching because all it did was tick off the union even more. Who could easily on Friday decide that they're going to do more shutdowns or at any time? So we expect that this week before the week is out or maybe even into early next week, we're going to see more issues. So what has come of all of this UAW strike? Well, Stellantis, back to them again, said that we're not making money right now. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to pull from the Consumer Electronics Show. That is a problem. Um, and that is millions of dollars where they set up and they show some new electric vehicles they've got, whether it be the Ram truck or some of the new cars. And they're saying, you know what, we can't afford to do this. So they're pulling out. I will say at the end of November, well, the first week of November, it's the end of this month, I'm watching to see if they're going to pull from SEMA. SEMA is the Special Equipment Manufacturer Show. If they don't show up for that, they're going to take a loss from the booth. But I think if they don't show, it's going to be because of cash flow, because none of these car companies are doing as well as the UAW likes to claim on TV. This is interesting. We now have Ford, which is laying off workers, a, a couple of waves of layoffs because mm -hmm. of the strike. And you have uh, Bill Ford saying, hey, we're the company that's increased 
uh, union jobs over the past few years, and then they're they're still getting heat from the auto workers. They're still getting protested. They're still getting uh, the strikes, the picket lines in front of their plants, etc. And then you have Stellantis, which makes uh, Chrysler, right, and Jeep and, and all that. Right. And they pulled out of the Consumer Electronics Show. But you're saying, well, that's a big stinking deal. It would be a bigger deal if they pulled out of the specialty equipment manufacturer show. Yeah, that's where they sell their Mopar parts, all their aftermarket parts, because what are all the warehouses? They got shut down. In the second week of the strike, they shut down all their parts warehouses. I have so many friends that work at dealers. They're like, we got brand new cars that come in that need like a, a warranty or a technical service bolt because we, we can't do anything. And these cars sit there. There's someone who's got a, that I know of that's got a brand new vehicle sitting in the dealership. It's under a recall. It should be no big deal. But the problem is they can't get the part. And if they can't get the part, your car sits there. They can't give it to you because it's a safety recall. So wow. now you don't have your vehicle. I have no idea when you're going to get a vehicle. You have to make payments on that vehicle. That, and I can't even give you a loaner car because I'm short loaner cars. So that's a problem. And that is across the country. And this is what is not thought of when these things happen. And the UAW wants everyone to hurt. I really don't like the strategy on this. But remember, who's behind Sean Fain? Who needs to make a mark? It's Bernie Sanders. Yeah, And that's interesting. So I, I think you can push so far, but you can't demand what an executive makes. That's an agreement with all of the board of directors when you take your job. You're not going to – it'd be like you saying, Mike, you're not going to get paid. We're just going to have you work for free and give your money to the little guy, which which may sound great on the surface. But the only person I ever know in my entire life who said I'm not going to take a salary is President Trump. But other than that, everybody takes the money because you need the money. Well, I think uh, President John Kennedy – was the same way Trump was. I think he took oh, really? a, I th- yeah, I think he took a dollar. But then again, he'd be kicked out of the Democrat Party today because yeah. he believed that the individual had more knowledge and, and more right to spend the money they earn than the government. And, and that would alone would have got him thrown out. But the, oh, the, for the, sure. the reality here, Lauren, is that uh, the people that want to limit salaries to either the auto executives or anybody. They're not capitalists because capitalism <laughs> doesn't have a maximum wage. That is that is the beauty of capitalism, that if you work hard enough and you're good at what you do, you can earn as much money as you want. And if they get this across the line, if the unions get a cap on executive pay across the line, then oh, you're going to see that translate into every business in America. And that ain't going to work. And when you know when they'll wake up, the people will wake up finally when Hollywood goes, wait a minute, you're not going to pay me $40 million to run around. How about sports people? How about all the sports sports players? Yeah, that's the same thing. They'll they'll then have to put a cap on on, uh, how much a a baseball player, a football player can earn. And that's where where people may wake up. But doesn't that impact other companies like the watch companies, the the luxury car companies, the homes, large homes? I mean, you'd be impacting literally every aspect of everybody's life. Yeah, you can't you can't buy a high end bourbon or a high end tequila because you can't afford it because you're not making the money you were. So it doesn't just impact that. It would impact small business. It would impact large business. Anything in the luxury line would be gone. Well, that's the be no luxuries. That's, that's the idea of the socialist communist plan. What they will is flatten everything. They they bring the 
top down and the bottom up, and everybody's there in the middle. And that's mm. a recipe for mediocrity in every part of your life and every part of a country's existence. And it's not a good thing. And we drifted off the automotive topic to that's get right. into it's still good, dis- good my, to discuss. It, I it think is a good discussion. But because let, if you, you'd lose Ferrari, they'd go out of business. Porsche. Yeah, all, the, all the luxury cars. Whether are you gone. can afford one or not, new or used, wouldn't be any used market if there wasn't any new market. Well, so that would be interesting. It certainly would change things if Ferrari or any of the luxury supercar makers went away. The prices on the existing inventory and used cars would go through the roof because people who still had money were would try to hide it in places yeah. like those cars. Uh, Lauren, what are you driving this week? What do we need to look out for? Oh, I've got all kinds of vehicles. Uh, next week, I'll be at NACTOY, which is North American Car and Truck of the Year uh, week, where we get to the final drive of all the vehicles that are running. Uh, we're down to a dozen in each category. I have just posted, uh, I'll give you a couple of cool vehicles. A Kia Soul. It's a GT line. It's kind of cool. I, you know, it's one of those love and hate it. The Lexus TX got posted last week. It's doing really, really well. Uh, Kona, the Hyundai Kona. That just got posted, and I will be posting the Mercedes-Benz GLC, the ultimate luxury SUV, at a not too high of a price. And we'll have a lot more cool vehicles, Jeep Grand Wagoneer, the all-black, called the Obsidian Edition. So I've been driving a lot of vehicles, and uh, I'll be posting those reviews mixed in with uh, car information on the UAW and some other interesting things, including kill switches, which I find very interesting that passed in the infrastructure bill and it never got pulled out. So be forewarned, everything you say in a new 2026 or newer car is going to be part of the data that they're going to collect. Yeah, and they can shut it off whenever they want. This Anytime is, they want. This yep. is why you have to follow Lauren Fix and you have to go to Car Coach Reports, the YouTube channel, each and every week, maybe a couple times a week. Lauren, as always, thank you, my friend. Thank you. And there she goes. And here I go. It's Michael Pelka in for Rich Zioli. I'm the Zioli Show. Thanks for listening to the Zioli Show podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the Odyssey app. More cowbell. More cowbell. It's Mike Opelka randomly shouting things into the microphone as I sit in for Rich Zioli on his uh, fourth hour today. Rich is on his way to Parks Casino. You should go. You should go and celebrate with him because I got a good feeling that the Phils are going to pull this out, and then it'll be even a bigger party, and that's a good thing. Uh, just trying to make sure we get to everything in this last precious few minutes before the great one, Mark Levin, gets in here. Uh, so many things I want to get to. Uh, Tom Elliott is the genius behind Grabian. We always talk about Grabian Media that posts a lot of clips on, uh, on social media. And uh, Tom Elliott put together a supercut showing just what a bunch of lion i can't even say it uh whack jobs the media are when it came to the alleged bombing of the hospital in gaza christian hospital by the way uh just uh, check out a little bit of this supercut and it opens with uh that other cuomo the lesser one but there is a great opportunity for misinformation, especially on social media. I caution you to be very careful about what you choose to believe and on what basis. Hmm. The horrific scene at a hospital in Gaza today, an explosion that killed more than 500 people. 
The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City. An airstrike hit a Gaza City hospital, killing at least 500 people. It's because of an alleged Israeli airstrike on a hospital in Gaza that Hamas health officials say killed more than 500 people. And when you're talking about 500 people, you have to wonder how many of those people are innocent civilians. That minimum, hundreds of people have been killed in what they say was an Israeli airstrike. Where a hospital was caved in killing hundreds and stranding an untold number under the concrete. By far, the deadliest Israeli airstrike ever. Hundreds. Now, I, I stop this because we're only uh, a, a, an eighth of a way into it. These idiots, and it was sped up just to try and get as many of these clips in here in under four minutes. It's astounding how many of them ran with the story. And then today, the latest reporting is 500 people dead? No. Uh, cut a zero off. They're putting the top at maybe 50 people died. And if you've seen the, the pictures, the shots, uh, they show the parking lot got hit, not the building, not the building. So uh, all those people screaming about a ceasefire, well, maybe you want to tone that down. Maybe you want to stop lying about stuff. And then there's Nancy Pelosi talking about the ceasefire with Dana Bash. So people calling for a ceasefire are... Premature. Well, again, I don't know what the nature of their ceasefire is, but the fact is, is that whatever happens, we have to protect the civilians, the, the, the people of Gaza who are not Hamas. The people of Gaza, who I think it was 17 years ago or 15 years ago, elected Hamas in such numbers that Hamas controls the country. And there has not been an election since Hamas took power. She wants us to protect those people. That's what Nancy wants us to do. Sure. Uh, I, I go back to the old axiom in regards to the Middle East. Uh, peace in the Middle East? Uh, well, there are people that say, well, if Israel would lay down their arms, we'd have peace in the Middle East. No. If the terrorists lay down their arms, we'd have peace in the Middle East. If Israel lays down its arms, there's no Israel. And then there's the question of, well, how do you uh, how do you ensure the hundred million dollars that Joe Biden just came up with yesterday to give to uh, Gaza? How, how do you make sure it's not going to get in the hands of Hamas? That question was dealt with on CNN earlier today. The president pledged one hundred million dollars in an aid package to Palestinian civilians, innocent civilians in Gaza and the West Bank. How is the United States going to ensure that none of that ends up in the hands of Hamas? Uh, well, as you know, this was a primary focus of the president's diplomacy uh, yesterday, both uh, in Israel, uh, where he met uh, with the entire Israeli security establishment, but also uh, in his phone conversations with regional leaders, uh, including President al-Sisi of Egypt. Uh, getting assistance into Gaza is a complicated undertaking. It involves uh, essentially securing an understanding among uh, Hamas fighters uh, who control the checkpoints on the other side of the border, among uh, the government of Israel and among the government of Egypt. Uh, Ah, uh, so he wants us to take the word of Hamas. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good idea. Sure. Sure. I can't wait to hear what Joey Biden has to say tonight. I really can't wait. And I'll be watching. And I hope we're doing it on the heels of a, a victory by the Phillies. It's Michael Pelka saying, thank you, boys, for keeping me on the rails tonight. I'll be back Saturday night, 8 to 10. Yeah, we got a little cut off Saturday night, 8 to 10. Saturday night, be there. Michael Pelka in for Zioli on The Zioli Show. Rich Zioli, weekday afternoons, 3 to 7. Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and on the free Odyssey app. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.